Chapter seventy nine of the Adventures of Peregrine Pickle, Volume two, by Tobias Smollett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter seventy nine. Peregrine sends a message to Mistress Gauntlet, who rejects his proposal. He repairs to the garrison at length however his constitution overcame his disease though not before it had in a great measure tamed the fury of his disposition and brought him to a serious consideration of his conduct in this humiliation of his spirits he reflected with shame and remorse upon his treachery to the fair the innocent emilia he remembered his former sentiments in her favour as well as the injunctions of his dying uncle he recollected his intimacy with her brother against which he had so basely sinned and revolving all the circumstances of her conduct found it so commendable spirited and noble that he deemed her an object of sufficient dignity to merit his honourable addresses even though his duty had not been concerned in the decision but obligated as he was to make reparation to a worthy family which he had so grossly injured he thought he could not manifest his reformation too soon and whenever he found himself able to hold the pen wrote a letter to mistress gauntlet wherein he acknowledged with many expressions of sorrow and contrition that he had acted a part altogether unbecoming a man of honour and should never enjoy the least tranquillity of mind until he should have merited her forgiveness he protested that although his happiness entirely depended upon the determination of emilia he would even renounce all hope of being blessed with her favour if she could point out any other method of making reparation to that amiable young lady but by laying his heart and fortune at her feet and submitting himself to her pleasure during the remaining part of his life he conjured her therefore in the most pathetic manner to pardon him in consideration of his sincere repentance and to use her maternal influence with her daughter so that he might be permitted to wait upon her with a wedding-ring as soon as his health would allow him to undertake the journey this explanation being dispatched by pipes who had by this time found his master the young gentleman inquired about the couple whom he had so unfortunately pursued and understood from his valet de chambre who learned the story from their own mouths that the lady was the only daughter of a rich jew and her attendant no other than his apprentice who had converted her to christianity and married her at the same time that this secret having taken air the old israelite had contrived a scheme to separate them for ever and they being apprised of his intention had found means to elope from his house with a view of sheltering themselves in france until the affair could be made up 
that seeing three men ride after them with such eagerness and speed they never doubted that their pursuers were her father and some friends or domestics and on that supposition had fled with the utmost dispatch and trepidation until they had found themselves happily undeceived at that very instant when they expected nothing but mischief and misfortune lastly the swiss gave him to understand that after having professed some concern for his deplorable situation and enjoyed a slight refreshment they had taken their departure for dover and in all likelihood were safely arrived at paris in four-and-twenty hours after pipes was charged with his commission he brought back an answer from the mother of emilia couched in these words sir i received the favour of yours and am glad for your own sake that you have attained a due sense and conviction of your unkind and unchristian behaviour to poor emmy i thank god none of my children were ever so insulted before give me leave to tell you sir my daughter was no upstart without friends or education but a young lady as well-bred and better born than most private gentlewomen in the kingdom and therefore though you had no esteem for her person you ought to have paid some regard to her family which no disparagement to you sir is more honourable than your own as for your proposal miss gauntlet will not hear of it being that she thinks her honour will not allow her to listen to any terms of reconciliation and she is not yet so destitute as to embrace an offer to which she has the least objection in the meantime she is so much indisposed that she cannot possibly see company so i beg you will not take the trouble of making a fruitless journey to this place perhaps your future conduct may deserve her forgiveness and really as i am concerned for your happiness which you assure me depends upon her condescension i wish with all my heart it may and am notwithstanding all that has happened your sincere well-wisher cecilia gauntlet from this epistle and the information of his messenger our hero learned that his mistress had actually profited by his wild goose chase so as to make a safe retreat to her mother's house though sorry to hear of her indisposition he was also piqued at her implacability as well as some stately paragraphs of the letter in which he thought the good lady had consulted her own vanity rather than her good sense these motives of resentment helped him to bear his disappointment like a philosopher especially as he had now quieted his conscience in proffering to redress the injury he had done and moreover found himself with regard to his love in a calm state of hope and resignation a seasonable fit of illness is an excellent medicine for the turbulence of passion 
such a reformation had the fever produced in the economy of his thoughts that he moralized like an apostle and projected several prudential schemes for his future conduct in the meantime as soon as his health was sufficiently re-established he took a trip to the garrison in order to visit his friends and learned from hatchway's own mouth that he had broke the ice of courtship to his aunt and that his addresses were now fairly afloat though when he first declared himself to the widow after she had been duly prepared for the occasion by her niece and the rest of her friends she had received his proposal with a becoming reserve and piously wept at the remembrance of her husband observing that she should never meet with his fellow peregrine promoted the lieutenant's suit with all his influence and all mistress trunnion's objections to the match being surmounted it was determined that the day of marriage should be put off for three months that her reputation might not suffer by a precipitate engagement his next care was to give orders for erecting a plain marble monument to the memory of his uncle on which the following inscription composed by the bridegroom actually appeared in golden letters here lies foundered in a fathom and a half the shell of Hazar trunnion esq formerly commander of a squadron in her majesty's service who broached to at five p m october tenth in the year of his age threescore and nineteen he kept his guns always loaded and his tackle ready manned and never showed his poop to the enemy except when he took her in tow but his shot being expended his match burnt out and his upper works decayed he was sunk by death's superior weight of metal nevertheless he will be weighed again at the great day his riggin refitted and his timbers repaired and with one broadside make his adversary strike in his turn End of chapter seventy nine